time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Oh, brother. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, sports pundit extraordinaire, covers college for the athletic. Andy Stables here for a very special episode of PWP, a round of the Devil's Dozen, 12 killer questions, most of them sports. We'll be talking to Andy in just a sec. First, let me thank my new podcast hosts, StarburnsAudio.com, home to the Sklar Brothers, Joe Coy, Paula Poundstone with Adam Felber, a bunch of great shows. So many other of them. They're all over the place. All over. Just go to Starburns.com, check it all out. Also, my stat band, Jeff Cesario, new comedy album out. What was I thinking? Streaming everywhere at the legendary Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And as always, before we get to my guest, Andy Staples, time for the Waterhouse Update, brought to you by Frenzy, the app that finds you way too many friends. America's pastime, now not TikTok, baseball, Yankees lead the AL East, that division over quicker than a racist Karen, getting slapped by a Puerto Rican gal at an Arco filler up. St. Louis Cardinals teen outbreak so widespread it now includes three Phoenix Cardinals and a flock of actual Cardinals. Angels show how Tani screwed up his shoulder worse than a drunk discus thrower trying to hit a moth. That baseball wrap-up sponsored by I'm Not a Fan, the portable fan that's as soft as a judgmental whisper. NBA on the heels of the Larry Bird tomato and I a farmer uncovered a James Harden turnip and a Compton fruit vendor found Lopez twins nectarines. What are the odds? NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders traded PJ the Vikings, said Hall. Is it 122 degrees in Minnesota? No? I'll go. Browns receiver Odell Beckham favors the season being canceled and said people should wear masks. Let's see that guy lean over a Burger King counter and slap Odellcom. That item sponsored by Diafolical, the hair tint endorsed by Satan himself. Ultimate fighting. Dana White announced UFC 264 will be held entirely on hoverboards in the parking lot of a South Dakota Walmart. Golf, Pete. GA Championship this weekend in San Francisco to maintain social distancing. Caddies will deliver clubs to their golfers via modified Roombas. Oh, that's interesting. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1910, the place Chicago, Illinois, Philadelphia's Jack Coombs and the White Sox, Ed Walsh, pitch a 0-0-16 inning tie. Although that was back when most bats we're still made of rusty galvanized pipe. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by Quarantinis. Hard liquor drone dropped right into your mouth from the good folks at Schlatzman's Brewery. Now it's time for the Devil's Dozen with special guest, great sports writer and podcaster from The Athletic, Andy Staples. Andy, I am how are you wonderful, today? Chet. Honored to be here. You look fantastic. And uh, he's, he's right on top of, you know, he knows we have no time to spare with the devil's dozen. Fire number one. <laughs> Pac-12 football players have demands or they're not going to play. Uh, what's their best demand, their weirdest demand, 
and what's the actual impact here? Are they going to have an impact? Well, it's going to start a conversation. They're going to get a lot of things they're demanding because a lot of those things were already in the pipeline. There's this name, image, and likeness thing. Well, players are going to be able to do, you know, advertising deals, promotional deals. They'll be able to have camps and have people pay for them. As of next year, that's going to happen. The NCAA has already said that. Schools have already said that. So it's going to happen. They're going to get that. They're going to get a one-time transfer exception where they don't have to sit out. That's that was already in the pipeline. Uh, the one that I thought was interesting is they want a 50% revenue split in their sports, which is great if you're a football player. Pretty awful when you're a volleyball player and they send you a bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work for the uh, lacrosse team. A very hard, very hard revenue stream, as the kids say. But they're going full normal, Ray. They seem determined to kind of uh, hang in there and make this work. What's the upshot? Are they going to wind up back playing if they wind up playing? I think they will. They will play if if the teams play, and that's the bigger question. I mean, there's a lot of golf left between now and when the first games are actually scheduled, and I'll be curious to see if college football can jump through those logistical hoops because there's no bubble in college football. You got all these college campuses. A lot of them are going to have students coming back in mass the next few weeks. So, you know, if they can pull this off, it'll be pretty miraculous. And if they can pull it off, I think the folks who are saying, Hey, we're not going to play. I think they'll probably get to a place where they're going to play. Wow. That rolled right into question. Uh, fire number two. Will we see a college football season, or is it as far-fetched as a Norman Chad World Series of poker title? <laughs> hey, I made mean, Andy Staples laugh. That's a good thing. Well, you know, you can read the, I used to read those Norman Chad columns all the time. Those were, <laughs> those were big time in the 90s. But, big time and hilarious, a funny dude. And a so, not a bad poker player, but I don't think he's going to win. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's going to win. But here, here's the thing about the season. The numbers may trend down. And we may be in a different place on September 26th, which is when the SEC and the Pac-12 plan to start their seasons. I, I don't know. I, I, I think the intent is to play if they can. But I think if it comes down to it, if you have a, a situation like the, the Marlins, if you have a bunch of teams like that in the preseason, or let's say a couple NFL teams try to play and they can't get through it, I think college football would, would say, you know what, it's not going to happen for us this fall. But – they're going to keep going ahead until something happens that forces them to shut it down. So you never know. There might be the right confluence of circumstances where they can get some, get this season squeezed in. Right. Uh, fire number three, sponsored incidentally by semi-gloss paint. Let some other sap risk it all on glossy. Fire number three, which conference is handling the pandemic the best? Which of these conferences, uh, because of how they're approaching it, if they avoid a major tiger pit uh, are going to be able to maybe play some ball games in the fall. I think it's all been about the same. I mean, the ones with the money are the ones that can handle this the best because they can do the most testing. Uh, they can have the, the strictest protocols. This has not been announced yet. So uh, I'm very curious about what date they decide on as a start date. The SEC and the PAC 12 have both said, Hey, we'll start on September 26th. Uh, the big 12 isn't sure yet, but they're, they're getting toward later. So, I'll be curious to see what the Big Ten does. Maybe they're going to go later, too. But it, they all seem to be kind of moving in the same direction at this point. 
Yeah, I would say there's no rush in seeing the Northwestern Purdue tilt. I think we can hold off a couple of weeks. Oh, we haven't seen Rondell Moore in a while, man. I, I want to see Rondell play. <laughs> You're Jones and A speaking of. Look how these are flowing together. I must have done homework. Fire number four. If they don't play, what storyline will you miss the most? If college football has to bail on this baby, what storyline are you going to look back on and go, damn, I wish I would have seen that this season? Well, I, I mean, locally, I live in Gainesville, Florida, and the question for two years now in Gainesville, Florida has been, can Florida beat Georgia? Can they finally beat Georgia? And Georgia was changing offenses. You know, they had such a great defense last year. Their offense was kind of meh. And then they get Jamie Newman as a, as a quarterback transfer from Wake Forest. They change offensive coordinators. So it, it was sort of dual questions. Like can Florida beat Georgia or can Georgia sort of ascend to like a national title caliber level by getting a better offense? I would have loved to see the answer to that. And if, if there's no season, obviously we don't get that. Otherwise, hey, Halloween in Jacksonville could still happen. You know, it could still be the world's largest outdoor cocktail party just with a few less people, but all of them in costumes. And you know, that'd be pretty wild. Well, knock on wood, uh, uh, Fauci and the gang will have one of those antidotes ready that they can just shoot into your uh, right into your neck like a poison dart. Boom! You don't even know it. They just have a uh, have a uh, teams of of doctors, uh, well, doctor it's, it's, sharpshooters. Listen, I, Chad, I'm in I'm in I'm in Florida, so I remember the days when the mosquito planes would come over and just drop the insecticide. Find you know, get, give us a vaccine that you can just drop on us by plane, and we'll be good to right, go. Just we're, a cloud of poisonous dust. Sure, exactly. We're Floridians. We're used to it. <laughs> and look at you. You're clearly in your storm bunker of some sort. You're okay. You're not kidnapped or anything because you're against a blank white wall. I'm expecting a newspaper uh, headline to come right into frame and show us the date. You, you look know, a little important. lonely there. As a former newspaper reporter, it makes me feel good that you even mentioned the newspaper industry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, fire number five. Give me your two best food ideas that no one's enacted yet. The two in your brain that you go, why hasn't anybody come up with this? It's right there in front of you. A swimming pool full of chocolate pudding, oh, wherein good. one must eat their way out. I realize there may, may be some sanitary issues with that, but listen, uh, you know, at this point, YOLO. Yeah. And, and so, if I may, if we come out of the uh, uh, COVID pandemic, okay, people will dive into a swimming pool of pudding and just go, absolutely. well, I'll take my chances and eat my way out. Now, I don't know how you refill it. Do you have a cement mixer full of pudding at the ready? Yes. To refill it as people continue to consume the pudding in the pool, because you don't want to make it so shallow that it becomes a safety hazard for people diving in. Ah, that's true. Although the density of pudding, I think, would prevent much more than a foot and a half dive. So yeah. I, I, quite frankly, even scientifically, we have that all worked out. Is there another one besides the, uh, the swimming pool of pudding? I know I'm putting the heat on you for two, that's but I also tough. know you like food. And oh, there's I do. probably something sticking in your craw that you would like to see changed or improved. I'm trying to, th I've been thinking about this because I've had to cook a lot at home over the pandemic. Hadn't been able to eat a lot of restaurant meals. So that's torture for you. A lot of kid food too. I have a, a, a 10 year old, a nine year old, and they only like a few things. So I'm trying to figure out how to combine the things they like. Could you make a hamburger dog? Is that possible? Where, where you, you cut the hot dog lengthwise and put it on top of the hamburger 
because I've eaten some barbecue sandwiches where they basically put every meat they have in the restaurant on the right. sandwich, including ribs with bones in them. So why not a hamburger dog that I think I think the nine year olds would eat it up? I mean, oh my that's, goodness. that's yeah. what I'm looking for is, is stuff that my kids would actually eat. And I think we I think they'd eat that. Yeah, and then I think you could do the highbrow version of that. I'm just riffing here, but you shred the hot dog and you call it pulled dog. And then you put the pulled dog on top of the burger. That's for the parents. The kids are going to want, they're going to want the ham dog there. Yeah, I like both of those ideas. I would add only to that, um, I would add uh, uh, Frito's salt. Oh, I do like that. Why not? Absolutely. The pulled dog, though, I, I really think you if you can church that up enough, there are some yeah. suckers that would pay $15 for, an, for a pulled dog appetizer. You just yeah, say, absolutely. You say it's lightly sauteed. You put some olive oil dipping sauce, which would taste terrible, but those people don't care. No, I could do it right here at the home. I'm in the Los Angeles area. So curbside pickup is uh, is part of how you uh, do your, your lawn maintenance now. You got to have a sign out front for curbside pickup. Fire number six, Packers draft Jordan Love out of Utah State. Is that a genius move or a drunk Uber driver move? Which one is that? Because there's a lot of debate on this one. You know, it's hard to tell with Jordan Love because his productivity really went down last year but his head coach left his his offensive coordinator left you know he he was dealing with a a new staff that was trying to do what the old staff did but didn't do it as well so I'm going to give Jordan Love the benefit of the doubt here and the other thing about Jordan Love is it's not like he has to step in right away and be great there is a guy in Green Bay who's pretty good already so yeah he'll have a few years to kind of get it figured out and let's be honest the last time the Packers picked a quarterback in that area of the draft it worked out pretty well for them yeah it did although uh, i i think uh just from the temerity of uh of roger's uh personality uh snap number one uh in green bay season he may just turn and fire a bullet right at jordan love on oh the absolutely sideline. it'll, it'll yeah. be like jonathan moxon in varsity blues hitting the mascot <laughs> i mean it, that's that is without question and i'm actually surprised Favre didn't try that with rogers right off the bat yeah <laughs> that's true that tip brought to you by fertilitinis the testosterone boosting martini olive it's from italy fire number seven should major league baseball have done a bubble yes yeah you have professionals you can pay them. If they if they don't want a bubble, you offer them a little more money to do a bubble because it makes your season easier. It makes yeah. everything easier for you. Look at the NBA. They don't seem to be having problems except when people really want wings. So I, I think <laughs> I think the MLB Shockingly, that works. is the that's the highest motivating factor for NBA players to escape the bubble is wings. I never would have thought anything would have supplanted strip club at number one, but it appears Chet, Buffalo wings Wild from, Wings has done it. No, Chet, they were wings from a strip club. Oh, <laughs> that was the, well, they're killing two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, if, if you want to listen to the best recent episode of the Andy Staples show, uh, Chris Kirshner from The Athletic did go to Magic City in Atlanta and have those Lou Will lemon pepper barbecue wings, and he gives us a full review. And, and, Spoiler alert, it was worth the quarantine for Lou Will. Wow. 
That's imp- that's an impressive set of wings. So uh, so quite frankly, stripping is actually the wind beneath those wings. Fire number eight. <laughs> What's with LeBron's beard? Why is he trying to look like a Quaker giving a stump speech on the back of a train back in 1870? I don't know that we are allowed to criticize anyone's grooming in this age of quarantine. Ah, good I mean, my, point. My wife cuts my hair. I haven't worn she underwear. She does a good job. In, it looks good. Yeah, I haven't worn underwear in like four weeks, five weeks. All right. So I, well, now what are we really doing here? Where's Kirshner with one of his exclusives now? That's the story he, we need in the athletic. He, he, does not, he, underwear. he does not want my air fried wings. He doesn't want to sit a, sit at my main stage and, and eat my air fried wings. So. <laughs> Fire number nine and ten. What great local eatery, not just in your Jacksonville area there, but anywhere in the country because you go to the small towns, what local eatery could and should try to franchise without hurting their brand? And then what kind of food maybe could we invent and we could just get out of the sports business? Uh, One of the co-founders is actually a former Houston basketball player, and she and her husband started this place. And basically, they started out doing it in the in the parking lot of the rodeo they would sell these these turkey legs and but they'd stuff them with things and you know so, how many things have uh, started in the parking lot of a rodeo Lots. quite a few quite now a few people too stuffing the turkey leg stuffing the turkey so shrimp alfredo stuffed turkey leg i was dripping drool best things i've ever had in my life it is it wow is, and if they had one of these in every town it would be incredible well, I can just tell you, as a, a bit of a, a fan of the fast food joints, because as you know, I'm on the road a lot, uh, calling uh, odd events. I've got the uh, blindfolded well, speed, darts speed invitation fishing. coming up. Yeah. yeah, international speed fishing I got, the weekend at Axe Throwing Championships. I've got many, uh, many events. And those kinds of places don't tend to have a lot of choices for your fast food, and I don't cook. So uh, they got the name for it. If you're looking through the yellow pages and you're in uh, in uh, you're in uh, uh, what's the city across Council Bluffs, Iowa, <laughs> and you're going through the yellow pages and you see Turkey Leg Hut, you're going. Now, I would say if you're in Council Bluffs, Iowa, you're driving across the Nebraska border and getting a steak at the Drover. You get the whiskey ribeye. Uh, I don't think they still have a salad bar. During the no, they gave up on that. It they, wilted. They, Literally, the entire bar yeah. wilted on them. They, they were and very old school. Fire number 11 and 12. Can NASCAR survive losing some good old boys with all this controversy and find a wider, fresher demographic? And how would they do that? Yeah, it's almost as if there are more people who would prefer you didn't have a bunch of super racist stuff at the racetrack. So I would go where there's more people. That does seem to be the yeah. the you know the the gap between the the four and the well it'd be the the four hole. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. That devil's dozen with the amazing Andy Staples brought to you by the Fjord Focus, the world's first deep sea automobile. Now it's time for pop quiz. But today, Andy Staples, we've only got time for one question. All the marbles ride on this one question. Hang on, let me do the theme song. Pop, pop, quiz. Not bad. All right, fire out the question. All right, Chad, I know you're a Big Ten guy. This is not your team, but 
I expect you to know these answers anyway. Iowa's teams are called the Hawkeyes, but what is the name of the Hawk? We're talking about the guy in the costume. What is he called? Yeah, uh, Herky the Hawkeye. That is correct. That special edition one question pop quiz brought to you by River Glance, the Irish dance sensation where only their eyes move. My guest today, the hilarious and insightful Andy Staples. Follow Andy on Twitter at Andy underscore Staples. Read his always entertaining columns in The Athletic. Andy, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. His album, What Was I Thinking? Streaming now everywhere. If you want more of me this weekend, I'll be at a Home Depot in Pacoima for the Battle Royale over the last sleeve of Clorox wipes. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.